So dry humping is basically when two people come together and they rub either their genitals against each other's genitals or against a different part of your body. You can be clothed or naked in your underwear, a simple t-shirt. You can do it lying down, sitting, standing. You can um, actually use different body parts to actually stimulate and heighten other sensations, um, target erogenous zones, and kind of just have a good time and spice it up. And you can definitely get an orgasm from it. People don't think you can, but you can because it's actually a stimulation of a genital part. So of course you're going to feel very sexy and in the moment. And with the relief of it and sometimes also the edging of it, that is where the actual sensation and the orgasm comes from. So while there aren't any real accurate stats available, dry humping is still an option that people use um, for different reasons, whether it be religious or cultural beliefs, whether it be based on your age, if you just like to wait, um, if you are maybe abstaining from sex, from actual penetrative sex. So there's various reasons why people would still choose to use it in this day and age. But it's also a nice way to kind of um, get you to want to do more. It's like almost like foreplay. Um, and it, although you can orgasm from it, it's still like a nice build up to the final thing if that's something you choose to do. What in the late night pornography show has the voice of reason turned into on a Thursday? I, <laughs> Lord, oh, Lord. Is this why they took slow dancing out of school? <laughs> Cause we used to slow dance at them at the, at them sock hops. Lord have mercy. Tonight's topic is gonna be different. I I'm in shock. The research that I've been doing, I, I just was like, whoa, what? It's a whole world of this stuff going on. So you know, I had to bring in the expert, the heavy hitter, the trainer of relationship Jedi's. Dr. Jashana Johnson. Hey, y'all. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Tonight's topic, diet sex. It is not diet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Discovering the benefits of outer course. Yes. That's diet sex. That is not diet sex. For me. No, it's not. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm here to learn. I, I don't know at all. Diet sex, <laughs> discovering the benefits of outer course, a deeper look at the potential benefits of diet sex. I just. <laughs> if my students are listening, this is going to be hilarious <laughs> to them. Diet sex. That's what I. Come on. So, no penetrate. Diet sex, outer course, is. Non penetrative sex. Anything outside of non penetrative sex. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I've got questions, clearly. <laughs> we want you to join the conversation. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. What is an example of outer course? What's the overall purpose of outer course? What is the advantage of outer course? How can I be intimate while abstinent? 1-800-920-1580. Does, does this work for people who've been together for a long time? Yes. So sex goes on vacation. No, it is not on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to... Sex is not on vacation. 
Okay, walk me through this. Slide. Okay, so first of all, let's go back to how we came to this, right? Okay. When I was on your show, mm-hmm. someone called in and said something about not going all the way. Huh. And that they they hadn't gone all the way with uh, the person that they were dating. Mm-hmm. And when I asked about all the way what they meant, they were talking about penetrative sex. And I said, I actually um, encourage my clients to participate in a lot of outer outer course not focusing on intercourse and and it was at the end of the show so then we were like well we got to come back and talk about outer course and so you've been doing your research and you've done great a great job at your research and I'm going to talk about like the benefits of this and how important it is in a relationship Listen, because <laughs> my mind is horrible right now. The Why? thoughts that are going, I'm thinking, can you put the tip in? I, I, oh my goodness. Anything? I, <laughs> something. But, okay. So, so tonight is going to be different. And, and part of that has to do with, I'm going to provide some education around it and you're, and you'll understand why out of course is important. Okay. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's just pull it together. So, can, can you get STDs or STIs from outer course? Yeah, yes. So you can. Then what's the benefit? Outer course. Might as well go all the way. But, but, you, but see, that's okay. When you say you might as well go all the way, that's a you're creating a hierarchy for intercourse. That uh, hot that intercourse is the end goal, the end all, be all. And so what happens when you can't have intercourse? Then you don't end up engaging in anything, which becomes problematic. Mm, So something got to be there. Yeah. So this is like the sexual foyer. So (laughs) what what ends up happening is people tend to like to call it foreplay. I don't I don't call it foreplay. Right. And for for most of us in as sex therapists and sex educators, we don't refer to it as foreplay because we tend to think that that is only supposed to happen right before intercourse. Mm. And so we leave out very vital parts of um, sexual exploration and experiences. Interesting. So this could actually build anticipation. Absolutely. And with that, you kind of avert the the spark being lost you act you you actually experience it's it's really more about pleasure it's more about pleasure sometimes what happens is <clears throat> pleasure for women is fairly new mm-hmm. pleasure for men has always existed wait hold on hold on hold on i'm not gonna let you sit here and besmirch the good name of many men who have bedded many women are you serious i'm dead serious pleasure is new for women pleasure is new for women and i I will tell you and i'm I'm, I'm gonna tell you this topic tonight is gonna ruffle a lot of feathers let's do it and probably because a lot of us are not really honest about what we experience and what we do in the bedroom and how we experience it um because we're one for men Mm -hmm. You're just supposed to know how. Ah. Right? But where are you learning it from? And if you're learning it from 
porn, which tends to be, mm. which tends to be not um, educational, but entertainment because right. that's the purposes of it. Right. And you try to replicate that, then that's where you run into problems. You know, I've learned the most from sex from a girl. Okay. And she told me, like, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. Right. I said, hold on, you don't tell me what to do. It was a power struggle for a moment. But when I listened to her, mm-hmm. she was she said some things that made sense. She was mm-hmm. like, you have to slow down. You have to learn my body. Yes. I often tell people. All of that. When you get out of a relationship, don't do what you did with your ex. Start all over. What worked for one doesn't necessarily work for the next. So you got to tailor make your sex game? Absolutely. Everybody is completely different. When we come forward, we about to take our sex game to the tailor and get a fitted suit for you. We got a lot to talk about. Lord have mercy. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Live from KBLA Talk 1580, that's Miguel featuring J. Cole. All I do is think about you. Or what is it? All I want is you. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's all I want is you. And when it comes to sex, that's it. I just, <laughs> are we, we ready to eat? Is the food ready? <laughs> it's like Thanksgiving. Is it, is it ready? You ain't did none <laughs> of the preparation. I'm not preparing for nothing. Is it ready? You ready? Come out the shower. You ready? Ladies and <laughs> diet sex. Stop it. <laughs> that's just what comes to mind. That's how, you know, my mind is weird. Is outer course the same thing as abstinence? Okay, so it could be because it could mean that people are abstaining from intercourse. Again, when we create this hierarchy of intercourse being the end-all, be-all, then it can be seen as um, as abstinence, right? Mm. But for some people who deem all of sexual activity as sex, mm-hmm. it is not um, for many of my clients, I ask, what is sex mm-hmm. when I'm working with them? And a lot of times they will say penetrative sex. Right. They will even say oral sex is not sex. And I'm like, but it's in the name. Or anal sex is not sex. Well, oral sex is like garnish on the plate. You know, the little parsley leaf. Okay, so... <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> So let's do anatomy one on one. Teach us. We I'm here to learn. Let, let, let's do it and hopefully everybody watch it because I I brought video visual aids. Okay, because okay. teach me. Let let's. I'm gonna give you a quiz. Oh no. What is this? What is this called? It's a vulva pillow. Yes, it's a vulva. But most of us don't learn that that it's a vulva. We mm. learn all of it is a vagina. Oh. And that's not the case. So I did. I got. You I got, got it right. Oh. But can you name the parts? Okay. You What's got this? The, you got the. Okay. That's. Those are the wings. Okay. No. Fired. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> not wings. Okay. Those are uh the. What are Outer I, labia. No, let me. Okay. Come on. Okay. You you help with that outer labia. And these are. Lips. Inner labia. Inner labia. <laughs> 
Okay. And then what else? So, so one of the things is we used to call them labia majora, which were big lips, and um, labia minora, which were little lips. But we th- those words are antiquated now wait, wait. because. So I was right. Lips majora labia. Boom. It's it's really labia, okay, but it's cool. but yes, we can say we can say inner lips, outer lips. We don't say big lips and little lips anymore because everybody's vulva looks different. Right. However, when we look at porn, they're nicely tucked and they all kind of look the same. They we don't see it. Ooh. We don't see a variety of it, right? So you got to have a certain look even to be a porn actress. And there has been a lot of uh vulva and labia um plastic surgery regarding that. Really? Yeah. To to look nice and kiddish. But anyways, <laughs> I'm about to leave. <laughs> Jashana, I will get up and walk out. That's <laughs> I'm being serious. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm being serious. So they're looking for like a weird look. It's not a weird look. It's just a nice, tight, tucked looking. So they're looking for the new car smell. Just there brand new. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. Okay, go. we're mm-hmm. there. All right. right. So so we have we have outer lips. We have inner lips. What's this? That's the cape. This, or the hood. The, okay, the clitoral <laughs> hood and what's that? That's the jelly bean. I mean, the, uh, the, the clitoris. <laughs> the clitoris, right? You call it a bean because you think that that's all that it is to it. So what else is it? This is what the clitoris looks like. Uh-uh. Yes, don't don't show me that. This is. I wish y'all could see. Are y'all on YouTube? Whoever's on YouTube, <laughs> y'all got to call in. That's the this whole the cli- thing. This is the whole clitoris. Looks like a wishbone with testicles. So guess what it is? When you are in your mother's womb, when when boys and girls are in their their mother's womb, we all have the exact same parts up until eight weeks. Oh. And then it begins to decide if it's going to be inside of you or outside of you. So for men, there's this outside. Right. For women, there's this inside. So when you think this is what mostly people see, mm-hmm. but this is the whole clitoris. And it stays. And it inside? lays right behind the labia. Oh my goodness! Okay, does I'm that getting, make sense? Yes, I'm getting the so, next. So, so it, it makes sense. It, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Okay. Here's why I think it's important to understand why, and you're going to understand why outer course comes into play. <clears throat> this is all touch sensitive. Mm-hmm. It's touch sensitive. Mm-hmm. Touching it, and this is made of erectile tissue. So we also get erections. Um, what? We also get erections. I know. It's, okay. It's an uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so we also get erections, and this becomes erect and alive, mm-hmm. just like the penis does. Okay. The inside is the vagina. Mm-hmm. It is not touch sensitive. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. All that pounding y'all doing. So that don't all mean- that beating up, y'all. <laughs> God, it is not touch sensitive. So we wasting our time. You're not wasting your time. You're <laughs> okay. not. You're not wasting your time. But it's. I want you to think about it differently. Mm. It's not touch sensitive. It's pressure sensitive. Okay. Ah. Does that does that make sense? Yes. So all of this boom boom knocking it out and all that stuff may or may not bring pleasure. To women. Okay. Arabia just Hold disagreed. On. She said no. I, I said Lord. may or may not. Look at Ra- <laughs> She 
not agree. She not disagreeing. She actually agreed with me. <laughs> Look, she's saying yes. Uh, okay. So it may or may not bring pleasure. Mm-hmm. Okay. The majority of women do not orgasm from penetrative sex alone. They need clitoral stimulation. Yes. Oh. Look, and it lays right behind the lips. So is this why some girls use a toy? Uh-oh, here we go. Okay, I'm sorry. Do you see? No, 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 no. that's okay. exactly right. Yeah. Because uh, you ain't enough, brother. No, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> Whatever you think you doing no, ain't enough. No, that's not what we're saying. But what we are saying is that basic anatomy tells us we have to do more. Mm. This deep. This deep. Let me tell you, I teach this. So I, I teach on Thursday, nine hours. <laughs> I can't believe she's here. The, I know. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm letting traffic die down too. So, okay, and, cool. I, and I wanted to be here with you okay. to talk about this. <laughs> but, you know, I teach three hour, um, three, three hour courses. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually taught this today. It's the second week of the new quarter. And I teach human sexuality, I teach couples and sex therapy. And um, I teach family systems and I also teach um, society and the individual. And when we when we when I talked about this and did the anatomy today, Mm -hmm. you should have saw the relief in some of the women. Somebody gets me. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, right. I do my seminars all over the world. And when I bring out my vulva pillow and talk about the anatomy and show them the clitoris and talk up <laughs> which by the way do you know how many nerve endings no is in this Mm-mm. you know how many nerve endings are in the penis we don't care yes you do men you don't care you should we be like hey it, it got up i'm oh, ready to do the lord, thing oh lord four thousand nerve endings in the penis in the penis all right four thousand uh gentlemen you got four thousand of them four thousand nerve endings okay guess how many nerve endings is in the clitoris what, 200 million? Like something crazy? <laughs> you know, women. <laughs> 10,281. Wow. 10,000 nerve endings in this. Mm. So, messing with this is not foreplay. Mm-mm. Messing with this is core play. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Core play. Y'all heard it here first on the voice. Core play. <laughs> you starting something that you better be up to finishing as well. Oh, Lord. Lord. So this is not foreplay. And if the majority of women do not orgasm from penetration alone, Mm -hmm. this is not foreplay. You got to go to work. Yes. Wow. Wow. I'm I'm flabbergasted, (laughs) right? So now it's leading me into all of these other questions, right? So outer sex. Outer course. mm -hmm. Or outer course or what I call Mm -hmm. diet sex. No. No, it's it's real business here. This could, this really could enhance your love life. Yes, it does. If you get good at it. Yes. So can you distinguish the difference between foreplay and outer sex? We call it foreplay because we we think it's like leading up to, Mm -hmm. right? Leading up to penetrative sex. So before penetrative sex. Yeah. Yes. But the thing is, is that for me, foreplay is not this. This is outer course and it's necessary. Mm. Foreplay is every positive thing you do in your relationship. Wow. Wow. 
This is what makes the sex good. Yeah. Sharing because, your piece of chicken. Because be, yeah, every positive thing you do in your relationship is actually foreplay. Huh. Because your largest sex organ is your brain. Right. So how you think about yourself, how you think about your partner, and how you think about what you're doing plays a huge role in how your genitals work. Wow. So listen, we gotta go. We gotta go forward. But when we return, <laughs> this is about to be deep. We're gonna get to the callers. But I want you to think about this question. Mm -hmm. Can outer course increase oxytocin levels? When we come forward, we've got a lot to talk about. The Voice of Reason is on fire. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. So beautiful. Man, this that outer course <laughs> playlist. <laughs> Let me rub some cocoa butter on the small of your back <laughs> where them dimples are. And and that is outer course. That's outer course, yes, right? Sensual massages. But uh, I'm not good with the massage. I I will pat on you a little bit. Get good. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Because if you get, <laughs> get good. <laughs> <laughs> Because if you can help your partner to relax through sensual massages, pleasure mm. is a greater experience. Mm. Okay, before we get to the callers, I really want you to talk about that oxytocin piece. Mm -hmm. Outer course, does it build that bonding hormone? Does it release it? Does. It, it it's does. Really, it's released in kissing. It's released in hugging. It's a, it's released in touch. And it's in, it is... It allows you to feel connected to the person. What about people who came from a home environment? Because, you know, attachment theory mm -hmm. is always a part of these relationship discussions. Mm -hmm. Who had maybe a, a parent that didn't show, you know, a mm -hmm. lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. Is this a way to break the ice for the people who come out of that environment? I think when we when we incorporate see i like to say out of course is like we putting more in the toolbox than just penetrative sex like right. if we only just deem penetrative sex as the end all be all then we don't have a lot in our toolbox mm. um and so when we add things to our sex lives that becomes um you have a greater repertoire of doing things and uh -huh. so you can engage in all different kinds of touch there's actually levels of touch um and you can engage in first gear touch second gear touch third gear touch fourth fifth gear touch mm. um Hold and on. can we this i want you to tell me what first second and third is you know levels yeah, of yeah. touch mm -hmm. but what is fifth gear touch i just <laughs> fifth gear touch is penetration boom <laughs> I'm sorry. But, so can you explain, you mm -hmm. know, the levels? So so first gear is affectionate touch. These are this is with your clothes on, your you can be holding hands, you can be hugging, you can be kissing. It's it's affectionate touch but not sexual. Okay? Mm. Um and it pro it really provide it actually provides the foundation for intimate attachment. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So my girl. Mhm. Mm was performing outer course mm -hmm. when she kissed me 
the first time. She was the the, the first to initiate the kiss. Mm-hmm. She rolled up on me tough and mm-hmm. kissed me, took it. <laughs> she took it. So that was, was that outer course? Yeah. Yes. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. So the other thing too is that su- subjective arousal is rooted in in um your first gear affectionate touch. Mm. So how we experience um pleasure is subjective, right? So what feels good to you may not feel good to me. Right. And so it's very it's very subjective. And when you think about the types of levels that you have to hit, there's first there's first level which is arousal threshold and then there's a second level which is orgasmic threshold. Mm. In order to meet any of those, there are things that are involved. It's our thoughts, remember I said your brain is your your largest sex organ. Right. It's our thoughts and our feelings as well as physical sensations. Mm. And then you have to have even more good thoughts and feelings and good physical sensations to reach orgasmic thresholds. The problem is, is that our thresholds don't, are not um, stable. They fluctuate. They, they, they can't, they will move. Mm. So when I met my husband, mm. I was 15 years old. My, my thresholds were low. Mm. So he could, come up to me we're in high school right he could kiss me on my neck and that would be a, a huge ter- the rest of the turn day. on right, right right now he kissed me on my neck my, that that doesn't turn me on as quickly as it did when I was 15 years old because what happens is our thresholds rise so there are things that will make your threshold rise like the length of the relationship um, um, age, um, weight gain, medications, all of these things, children make your thresholds rise. Mm. And if you do what you used to do when your thresholds were low, you're not meeting those thresholds, mm. hence sexual dysfunction. So, so would those things that make your threshold rise, would they be considered stressors? Not necessarily stressors, but but stress can make your threshold rise, mm. right? So that means that you can't do the bare, and most people just do the bare minimum to reach the thre- reach the threshold. First off, don't put my business out in the I'm street. Not, I'm not. I'm not talking about you. I said most people. Listen, don't. And I'm I, not talking about any of your any any of your listeners. I'm talking about other people's listeners. She out here just. You know, most people do the bare minimum. Girl, get, just turn they do. over. The, the, the game most, about to come on in seven minutes. Yeah, that would be the bare minimum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's, let's grab a caller real quick because people want to talk to Dr. Jashana Johnson. She's in here cooking. <laughs> Daryl from Los Angeles, you're the first caller in The Voice of Reason. What do you want to talk about? I know this topic is crazy, but what's on your mind? What do you think about what we're talking about tonight? I think it's excellent. Number one, I'm the caller that called at the end of the show the last time you guys were together. <gasps> yes, you're the one and brought I up. The- <laughs> <laughs> right. I could. You blew my mind when you said, why does uh, you know, penetration have to be the pinnacle? You know, I had never thought about that. Mm-hmm. I never even thought about that. I mean, I got, I'm the youngest of six. I got four older brothers and, you know, and they girlfriends used to, you know, they'll pinch my cheek and stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, they'd give me a kiss and everything. And, you know, I'm 50, I'm an old dude, but I'm 58. So back then, you know, I, 
closest entertainment I had to that was like a Sears catalog or a JC Penney catalog with the ladies in there with the underwear on. <laughs> That's how far I go back. Mm-hmm. But this uh, but what, when you said that, it it really was. Uh, uh, I guess it was like a. Um, a spark, right? Mm-hmm. Because I've been with this girl. She's I'm 26 years older than her, mm-hmm. and I had swore off of younger women. I we met and we kind of clicked. Um, we've been friends for three years. She wanted to get serious last October, but we and we would play around, but we wouldn't go all the way. Like I said, like I said last time, and then you said, why does that have to be the you know the pinnacle? Mm-hmm. You know, and like what Zoe said, hey, what did you say earlier, Zoe? Um, could you be sexually deficient? Right. I mean, it's, it's sex was so much a part of what I felt a relationship needed. It was it, it infused the conversation. It was in. But when it's not there, mm-hmm. you know, that conversation is kind of muffled a little bit because we're not talking about the sexual aspects of what we were doing in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was 50, listen, I was 48 when I realized when this woman told me that she had never had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. And, and, I didn't even and think many, that was possible. And, okay. and Daryl, it was your fault. Many, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't his, no, it wasn't his, and it's not his okay, fault. Okay, I'm sorry. But, I'm but, sorry, Daryl. But that is, the, that is the story of no, m- many women. No, I gave her one. I gave no, her No, first, you didn't. But I, I no, you didn't. didn't. Wait, wait. Hold on, Daryl. <laughs> Daryl, no, hold no. on. I'm, I'm going to give you your space. Hold yeah. on. The, you, you cannot. Said you didn't you do can't it. give your partner. This is the most controversial thing I'm about to say. Here but you can't give your partner an orgasm. You can help facilitate one. You're a facilitator. I'll, I'll, I'll you you can you can participate in yeah silent part yeah, but you cannot you can't give your partner an orgasm because they have to be there mentally. They have to go there mentally and tune into their bodies and all of that to be able. If they're not there, it's not going to happen. I was told my mind was too loud. Uh oh. <laughs> That's what I was. But, shut wait, your no, shut your you mind said, off. You, I said what you did. You but said but you know right what? When you said, oh. No, go ahead, Daryl. When Zoe said, because you, you had mentioned some guys learn how to do sex through porn. Mm-hmm. The best way to learn how to do sex is the older woman. Well, it was my experience through an older woman. I started early, and you know. Like my oldest daughter's mom was twenty four hours sixteen, uh, okay. and she taught me different things that I didn't want to be with women my own age because they were so clingy. But the older women, they 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 like they can teach you stuff and they feel your you know they kind of make it really erotic and exotic and it's more exciting. Man, don't and get nobody learn, indicted. Yeah. Don't tell. Don't. <laughs> older women, because they. Boy. So, so here, here, here's what I will. Here's what I will say. Now I'm 58. It kind of works in reverse. But the um, but that that said, that's the best way to learn. Oh, uh, and 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 when I do a relationship, the reason why I'm at odds with this woman that I haven't had, you know, penetration with, is because that's how I learn your body. That. That's how I 
get to get in. You know what I mean? Take it's it like, easy, Daryl. It's, it's the doctor's turn. Let her respond to you, man. He in here pouring out his soul because, man, you know what happened. And then I, when I did it, I was touched. When we come forward, we going to get Daryl right. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Everybody that's listening tonight is engaging in outer course right now. She's standing in front of that stove, turning that pile of chili. She got on them little boy shorts. He walk up on her, smack. It's out of course, baby. Yeah. The voice of reason is on fire tonight. Dr. Jashana Johnson is in here killing. Daryl, I want you to come back in, and I want you to wrap up your thought, but you can't tell a story. I'm, 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 my ears are so open right now because this out of course thing is a whole new concept and I'm just trying to get in where I can fit in, but I'm so glad that I did not, you know, terminate the relationship because normally two or three weeks in, if I don't get it, I'm out. But for some reason I'm stacking around and, and you make totally sense because if you, if you make penetration, per se, the pinnacle of everything you want out of the relationship, what happens on the other side of it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once you do it, what, what's next? What is it? But, a, mean, but a, a bigger so thing, much. a bigger thing is that at some point, all of us will experience some type of sexual dysfunction. And if you, if you decide that, you don't want to be embarrassed by your sexual dysfunction and you don't address it, then what happens usually is that people cut off all affection because they are afraid it's going to lead to penetrative sex and they got to perform and they can't perform and whatever the case may be. So when you have, when you experience sexual dysfunction and you cut out all even outer course, right. Then, then you're not engaging in sexual intimacy. And that becomes and that becomes the problem. And so then the relationship is left without sexual intimacy because you're afraid that maybe you're going to lose your erection. Right. Um, And and outer course can most of the times anxiety is associated with erectile issues. And when you can engage in outer course, you can learn to relax into your erections and not be afraid, which then allows you to work through your kills the erection. Absolutely. Daryl, hold tight. Hold on. Fear. Mm-hmm. Anxiety. Mm-hmm. Anxiousness, mm-hmm. right? That There's a level of anxiety that you need to, to engage in sex, right? A low level of anxiety. But once it becomes too much, then it impacts your ability to maintain an erection. Boy, scary boys out there got that soft serve cracking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, don't be scared of the soft serve, man. <laughs> And it You're becomes totally a, right, and it becomes a problem because we think you you most men are taught that you can make love with the penis, but it's not your penis that makes love; it's you. Wow! But most men it's totally true. So so you Dar- use the parts of your body that works. Daryl, thank you, yes, brother. Sir. 
I appreciate the call. No, I appreciate the enthusiasm. And you guys need to do this every week. Y'all gonna do it every week? <laughs> y- y'all gonna do it again? Y'all got any more of those outer courts? Uh, Don't Tyrone Biggums us, man. We we professionals out here, Daryl. We appreciate the call. Thank you, brother. When we come guys. forward, we're gonna keep the phone lines cracking. People wanna talk to the doc. Because she's in here cooking. A sister asked a question in the chat that I felt I had to bring to your attention. She said, what is sexual dysfunction in women? Can you give examples? Oh, I'm glad you I'm glad that they asked that because this is about to kill everybody's thoughts about you got another toy example. I know, but I'm about to tell you this and you're going to you're going to it's going to blow your mind. Mm. Tight vaginas. Really? Yes. Vaginas are not supposed to be tight. It's Ooh. called vaginismus. Well, why do we love them so? Wouldn't that's because they... that's where you were, as a matter of fact, and and I'm not talking to you or the men that that are listening. I'm talking to the other men. <laughs> if it's if it's tight, you haven't done your job, which means she is not sufficiently aroused because a vag- vagina walls Expand. lay like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when she is sufficiently aroused, meaning um, sub- her subjective arousal meets those thresholds, mm-hmm. her body functions like this. It tense up, mm. which means it opens up to make room for penetrative sex. Whether it's a penis or a toy or a finger, it tense up. If it if she's not tensing up, she's not ready. Mm. But we tend to think she's ready when she's wet. And just because she is wet does not mean that she is ready. There's a such thing called a sexual non-concordance, which means that your mind might be there, but your body's not there yet. Or your body might be there and your mind is not there yet. Mm -hmm. So until those align, she isn't ready. So I often ask men who are sleeping with women when they're in couple session, I was like, how do you know when she's ready? He's like, oh, when she's wet. And then I ask her, are you ready? Nine times out of 10, she says no. It's when I'm relaxed. It's and and she, you will know when she's ready because she'll tell you. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. In the name of sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce. I did not know. Lord have mercy. I did not know we was going to go down this rabbit hole. But it, I guess a rabbit hole. (laughs) Never mind. I don't want to say that. When we come forward, clearly we've got a lot to talk about. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Buckley. And today in this video, I'm going to be talking about outer course or foreplay. So first I want to say, let's not call it foreplay anymore. Foreplay means that we're doing something before something else. And a lot of people think of foreplay as a way to have sex, right? We want to get aroused or arouse our partners, we're going to have foreplay. And we call it sex play. It's going to be much better. Sex play is something we can do before intercourse, during intercourse, after intercourse, or instead of intercourse. And that's what other courses, everything but intercourse. And just changing it up a bit, it's actually very exciting. It creates some anticipation and we don't know what to expect. And we get to 
just get aroused and maybe we don't even have an orgasm. Sometimes saying let's not have orgasms, taking orgasms and intercourse off the table for a while can really heat things up. It changes everything. It certainly changes this goal-oriented sex about intercourse and orgasms, which, you know, it's just lacks, we'll say, any kind of interest or imagination. So outer course or sex play, what you might think of as foreplay, but not anymore after this video, I hope, it can be fun. So there can be some dry humping. It can happen when you least expect it. That's the really great thing about other course or sex play. You can do it anywhere. You can do it in the car. You can do it in a restaurant. There's just lots of ways to, we'll just say titillate each other. And it is also a great way to seduce, building up that anticipation. It changes so many things, not just about we got to bring hide and go get it back. <laughs> That's play, you right? You should be playing hide and go get it with your partner. Yes, I should. <laughs> hey, the voice of reason has returned, man. We are on fire tonight. Complete fire. Dr. Jashana Johnson is in here showing out. My topic tonight, diet, sex. <laughs> Can periods of abstinence and outer course make your sex lives even better? Can outer course activate a deeper, more meaningful kind of intimacy in your relationship? Apparently so. We are learning a great deal tonight, and I'm just excited. The phone lines are on fire. Without further ado, let's get Chicago, Atlanta, and Reno up in the building. Chicago, talk to us. Hey. Hey. How you doing, <laughs> August lady? I'm good. Hi, Dr. Jashana. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I, I, side note, I want to get in touch with you for individual therapy. I so bet you do. You can go through my um, website, theintimacyseminars.com. And um, mm -hmm. you can send a message through there. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. So for tonight, I have a question. I came in about an hour late, so I don't know if you all covered any of this, but I was curious. A guy that I dated a couple of years ago, he didn't like kissing, but he tried to pretend like he did. So, And I'm even like just kissing on the lip like a pet, not necessarily a tongue kiss. Mm -hmm. So he was just weird about it. And one day he was just like, well, I just um, haven't been doing it. My ex-wife didn't like it. So I would try to get him to just kiss, you know, like mm -hmm. when we would greet each other mm -hmm. and, you know, leave each other. So one day I guess I went too far because he was saying, well, if I start doing it more and more, I'll get comfortable with it. So one day I tried to <laughs> stick my tongue down his mouth, not like far down, but mm -hmm. just you, a you, little. Wait, tongue. hold on. You a Virgo, right? 
Yes. This makes all the sense in the world. Oh, my goodness. You you tried to Virgo one, didn't you? Didn't you? You got aggressive. Your little inner passions came to the surface, (laughs) and you tried to outer sex him. I see you. Go ahead. Yeah, he was so weird. Like, you know, I'm very affectionate, and, you know, I like physical affection. He was just so weird. So I just, we were just kissing, like pecking, and then I just gave a little tongue. Dr. Jashana, he had like a convulsion almost. It was so you weird. You penetrated his so mouth. Was, <laughs> he didn't like it. So I was wondering, is it, is it, could that, the situations like that, could it possibly be tied to some type of abuse or trauma in their lives? It can. And I also want to say consent is always important. And I know that it it doesn't sound yeah. like not to a Virgo though. Okay, but no, let me let me well, just let me just them. say how important <laughs> consent is. And I know a lot of times people are like, I gotta ask consent to to do it. it consent is sexy, all right. Um, oh. It's important to ask to be able to to proceed. And for me, I always tell oh. even my clients, um, like. Get an enthusiastic yes. Nobody wants a mercy kiss. Nobody wants a mercy. I can't say that word. Uh, making love. Nobody wants a, a mercy, mercy sex. Like let it be an enthusiastic yes. Enthusiasm increases our pleasure. So that's super important. He, I don't know him, and but based off what, what you're saying, it could very much be tied to trauma or um something happened but it also can be um tied to there are people who do not like the exchange of body fluids yeah mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it, it 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 could be that as well see like me i don't like a sticky mouth your mouth <laughs> cannot be the consistency of cream of wheat or oh my goodness oatmeal <laughs> You could be the prettiest girl in the world. You got that oatmeal mouth. It, I'm done. We ain't no more kissing. That means you need to hydrate. Okay, get you yes. get you some water. <laughs> that means before you try to outer course my mouth. Yeah, that means you need to hydrate. <laughs> you okay. have any more well, questions? Thank you for that. I was just no. I was just curious about that. Let Let me. Oh, okay. No, go ahead. You said you you are you, you done? Only... You sure? <laughs> Yes, I'm sure for now. <laughs> okay. You Thank brought you Chicago so <laughs> in the building, August Lady. Look, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Clearly, the voice of reason is off the rails tonight. When we come <laughs> forward, we're going to Atlanta, and we're going to Reno, Nevada. It's on fire. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15. Playlist for you. I just want to get next to you. Hey, Rolls Royce. The Voice of Reason is clearly on fire tonight. I don't know if your houses are burning down. I don't know. But these are the types of conversations that should be had, in my opinion. And I don't think that they're there. I don't think we have them enough. And I think if we get over the sexual taboos and the cultural and societal, you know, conditioning that we have, I think we could be more open about who we are 
and share that with our process uh, with our, par- our, par- our partner mm-hmm. and then get a little bit of disclosure reciprocity and I think that makes us closer and we're more open to each other what are your thoughts I absolutely agree and I think it starts with even having a language to talk about sex because Daryl didn't have a language right it's so fine he's fine he, he's okay he calls all the time right. <laughs> he'll continue to call he Daryl you don't have a language we're gonna try to help you with a couple of words so when when you began to um I do what we call an elicitation window um in in therapy where I break down their uh last sexual encounter mm-hmm. and I look at it detail by detail about what happens because remember your thoughts play a, a very important role in um your sex life, your feelings and your physical sensations and so the breakdown comes into communication. The research shows that those who talk about sex and engage in sex more have better sex lives. But if you aren't talking about it, perhaps you don't have a language to talk about it. We say stuff like, oh, you know, just like stuff that's just cra- that doesn't, it is not um, conducive to have a, a better sex life. Because you don't know how to talk about your desires. Mm. Um, we don't know how to talk about eroticism um, for the most part. And so we we say what we hear in songs or what we hear out on the streets. And mm-hmm. that's not necessarily um, conducive to a great sex life. Should couples have and contribute to a desires diary or... Absolutely. There's actually a sex journal. Talk to me. Yeah, there's a whole sex journal. At at one point, it was I think it was actually free during the pandemic is now since Mm. I think it's like twenty nine ninety five now. And you actually will journal about the experience, what you learned about yourself, what you learned about your partner in that. And it's a journal that you keep between the two of you. Wow. Somebody going to leak one, though. It's just the nature of our culture. I mean, I have a PDF of it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we get into the phone lines. Voice of Reason on Fire tonight. Of course, Dr. Jashana Johnson is the secret sauce in this show tonight. This is crazy. <laughs> Let's get Don, who's been on the line the longest, and then Sean. Don from Atlanta, Georgia. What are your thoughts? What's great? How are you, Don? Talk to us. What are your thoughts about tonight's topic? I don't know. But it, 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 it's kind of women or women. It's kind of... Andy, 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 cut him off. Andy said next. Andy said, you're not finna call in here playing. <laughs> 1-800-920-1580. Get in here. Don't be afraid to have a conversation. I want to talk to you. Sean, Reno, Nevada, talk to us. Well, Brother Zoe and Dr. Deshauna Johnson, I'm about to go to the depths of which I've never gone before on any go. subject. Okay. <laughs> here comes Sean. Oh, Lord, here comes Sean. <laughs> You know, this is this is actually one of the most beautiful conversations I've heard on radio in such a long time, because uh, my goodness, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, people do not understand the difference between as you're growing up to, you know, a, a young life, right? Sex, depending. So I can only speak from a guy's standpoint. 
I mean, we objectify too many women. Uh, it's just society. I'm not saying that every man does that, but the way we grew up, you know, mm-hmm. that's the way it kind of happens. You know, we see the video. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm not blaming anything because you don't have to accept it. But for um, just to be honest, I mean, when I grew up, you know, I always treated women very respectfully and it was always consensual. But yes, it was like the sex. I couldn't wait and blah, blah, blah. And I had my little rock star status for a few years and all that. But, you know, when it came down to it, when I finally settled down, you know, it was like, what do you like? Mm. Because until I had that conversation, you know, we were kind of doing our thing and it was pretty good. But it, it can always just go to a different level. And so it's a conversation between the whoever you're with um, and whoever you want to be with more than one time, because, you know, we've all done the one time and all that stuff. But, you know, if you really wanted to do this on a regular basis, oh, my goodness, it does get better. I didn't even know it would get better, but it does get better. But you have to know, first and foremost, brothers, and I'm talking from a man's standpoint, understand what the woman wants first, and then you have to make the adjustment. Well, I'm a baseball player, so I'm all about adjustments. You've got to make adjustments, and, the, and, and you will never regret making those adjustments. From a sexual standpoint, I'm not saying your relationship will last or anything like that, but uh, I'll tell you what, um, you have to listen to what she has to say because uh, it's really true. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, if you ever get to that point, and I know there's movies that have, you know, done this and all that, not porn movies, I mean regular movies, you know, have done it. A simultaneous climax is like boom, bam, bing. But that isn't the only thing, right? It can be and that's rare. But that and that's rare. Yeah, a, a, a yeah. simultaneous climax is rare. P- partly because, all right, here's some more information that's going to disrupt. Give it to us. Come on, <clears throat> boom! I want to hear. Uh, I a, need to learn. A man can go from penetrative sex from from um, erection to ejaculation in penetrative sex anywhere between two to six minutes, and that is normal. Solid seven that. minutes. I know that's good that, stuff. That that's that's <laughs> actually normal, right? But because we have, but because we have music and stuff like that that talks about, you know, I don't want no two minute man and things like that, and we shame that we shame men for the length of time. But that is, that is actually normal. But can you go longer than that? Absolutely, right? Because I know all the men about to call in and talk about how they beat it up for all night long. Peanut um, butter, peanut butter, right? peanut butter. Um, <laughs> However, women are typically 15 to 45 minutes behind men. Wow. And y'all just getting started. Yes. So after that first orgasm, it's like, come on, where's the rest of right. it? Because Girls, this, the game coming Because on. after the first orgasm, the clitoris is awake. Wow. wow. See, this is, this, this is great. This is great. And, 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 and I'm, not, I'm just making a joke here, so don't go grab you, but a little bit of a joke, but a little bit not. But I'm glad I can touch my nose with my tongue, because I'll tell you what, it, it goes a long way in this pre-situation okay. if right. the woman likes it. If the woman likes it. But I'm telling you, um, because what that does is it takes the pressure off of, you know, hey, I'm going to last my six minutes, yeah. you know, so I bet I better hold off on 
on that part of it because you know, and this took me you know, 30 years to learn, but yeah, I better hold off and do what I can do to get things going. And we're having fun. We're comfortable. No one's around, no kids around, being in a private room, doing all that. And then, you know, that's building up to that crescendo. Mm-hmm. But it took me a long time to learn that. But this whole show makes me understand things and a little bit better but I want you to have this show once a week. <laughs> the sex show where she bring on I the little, learning. the clitoris puppets. Hey, and- I'll, carry it, <laughs> I'll carry it out. I'll carry it out. Look, hey, I'm Sean. a good player. I'm a good player. I'll carry it out. Hey, Sean, we got to push forward, but I appreciate the insight. Thanks, Thank brother. you, man. You brought Reno, Nevada in the building. <laughs> if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. Don made it back in. I'm glad he was able to get back on. Don from Atlanta, get in here, brother. What are your thoughts? My, my thoughts is everything, brother. Um, I got the book, and I appreciate it. And I, I don't want to go into the conversation to, to – um, um, start starting start on beat, you know what I'm saying? Everybody be kind of uh, stirred up. You're stirred up? But, no, no, but that's what I want to do. Um, thank you for the shot. Okay, uh, Andy then hung up on him again. <laughs> Andy is like, have your thoughts together to talk to Zoe. <laughs> you can't call it. Brother, brother Don, man, hey, call in anytime, brother. You my friend, Andy. Andy has no patience. You, you my friend, brother. Call in anytime. Heru Ali, Battle Creek, Michigan. Get in here. Peace and love to the family nations. I was so Andy, the chat. The guys have a smiley. Talk to just Shauna Johnson. Hey. Listen, <laughs> listen, uh, listen. Out of course. Back in the day when we were kids in elementary school. Hunching, it was pants up or pants down. And then you do the, uh, 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 with no penetration. Yeah. Am I lying, though? Am I good, lying? It was a very beautiful time in my life. Humping, Listen, abounded. and you walked away with the, <laughs> and you, you, you still stimulate them same endorphins, the yes. same pheromones and all yes. that stuff, and you thought you was really doing something. You were. But listen, absolutely, mm-hmm. out of course. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Out of course. And I, I thank you for tonight that we finally, you know, label what it is, what it is. <laughs> absolutely. But here, here's the thing. You said that um, after you go past the uh, the labia and you go into the, the vagina canal, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where, whether, you, whether you're hitting that little thing at the bottom or not, you said that that doesn't matter. It's all about what's going on on the outer shell with the little man in the boat. Well, that's that's not that's not exactly what I said, but because there are women who um love um vaginal penetration and and can mm-hmm. orgasm right. from that. There are people who Oh, I know. There there are women. <laughs> uh, uh we we don't want to hear about your <laughs> sexual exploits, <laughs> Haru. Just let the doctor talk. Oh, I know. I know. No, no, no. I I and then there there are women who actually for for um 
men who are on the larger side who reach the cervix that there is there is pleasure in touching the cervix yeah. but for those of you sure. who are not on the larger side be, because i think that that's important too to understand that it is the first part of the 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 vagina opening that is the most sensitive so if you yes, are bare you, you remember when you talked about barely putting the tip in yeah right like that yes, is that is very very um good for women because that's where the most that's nerve that's endings. where the action that's is. where the nerve ends. so that's, that's where the nerve ends in the nerve endings from male exactly. and female tip yes. to female tip yes you know converge and it's like you know it is absolutely it's, correct. It's so it's yeah. like yes it's, you so it's, i i get it now it's like a tribe called tip listen <laughs> when we come forward the Keep voice of the reason. Hey. I love y'all. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. We appreciate the call. When we come forward, more from this most riveting topic. Back to you. A little outer course playlist with the voice of reason. And Dr. Deshauna Johnson. In the name of sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce, <laughs> it ain't been nothing but hot monkey lava all night. I love it. I love it. I love it. Tonight's topic has been genius, and a lot has been learned. Dr. Jashana is talking about penis size and <laughs> cervixes and wow. And I think it's important. It, well, it is. It is. And why are men so uncomfortable about having these types of conversations? One, I think it's not done in a a space where they can ask questions. Mm. Um, again, like I said, we're, we expect men to, men to just know. And then we shame them when they don't. Um, and that, that's problematic. You hear people, I'm not going to teach no man how to, so you want him to do what he did with the last one because that works with you. Like mm. the, so it's like this, <clears throat> this infantile wish right? to just, you're supposed to know what I want without even opening your mouth. I mean, mm. literally too. <laughs> And one of the things Sean, (laughs) one of the things Sean said was that like making sure you know her body, but I'm going to also add to that. It's important for us to know his body as well. Yeah. I got a dimple on. I'm sorry. (laughs) And, 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 and don't get hung up on erogenous zones because the entire body is an erogenous zone. And if you do it right, you can have even energetic orgasms. Uh-oh. Hold on. <laughs> now we didn't jump into the twilight zone. No, we're not. We're not. Like Please, your, go your into body that. can experience because what's your biggest sex organ? Your brain. Your brain. Mm-hmm. So if you go there and in your mind, right? Right? Your body can respond. Hmm. Men have nocturnal orgasms just like women do. And women do too, Mm -hmm. right? Y'all call them wet dreams. I I got it. Nocturnal. Right? Nighttime. Exactly. (laughs) 
there, right? Wake up in a in a little puddle. Right. It only happened when I was and it 14. wasn't and it wasn't because you touched yourself. So you went somewhere into in another your mind, dimension in your mind, and it happened here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. As a matter of fact, many women talk about how pleasurable their nocturnal um, orgasms are, and a lot of that has to do with their body is relaxed. Man, don't let her dreams be better than you. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't. <laughs> Don't let that happen, brothers. <laughs> Get some Tonkat Ali. But 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 it doesn't have to be that if we begin to talk about it and we really begin to engage in in more sex play, more out of course, um, more anticipation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what the buildup is, mm. right? I also say stop chasing orgasms. Just do it. Stop chasing orgasm and enjoy right. the moment. Right. Orgasms is like dessert. So when you go to a restaurant mm-hmm. and you sit there and you go to one of your favorite restaurants and you like the ambiance and the music and the food is amazing. Sometimes you're full mm-hmm. and you go home and you don't be like, that was a bomb because I didn't eat dessert. I didn't eat dessert. That's not, so if you look at it like that. Mm-hmm. You stop chasing orgasms. You enjoy pleasure. Mm-hmm. Orgasms will come. Wow. Andy had a thought. Andy wanted to talk to you. I saw him pulling the mic over to himself. <laughs> come on, Andy. I might have missed this, but I'm curious to know. Um, you say that we should know our partner's body, correct? Uh-huh. And you should know your own, too. Thank you. That's all I wanted to ask. Yeah. You should, you should know. You are responsible for your own orgasms. Well, what do I need her for? Um, (laughs) 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 Oh, the voice of reason is crazy tonight. We on fire. We got callers from all over the country. You know how we do on this show. Tomiko from Las Vegas, get in here. What are your thoughts? OMG, I just wanted to share three different things. First of all, communication is key because I am married, and I had to tell my husband, not had to tell like he didn't know. I mean, he he's marvelous. But I had to share with him what makes me orgasm. Mm-hmm. And ever since I told him what makes me orgasm, I've literally been, can I say this on YouTube? I've No, I've this squirted. is, this is, this is, woo-woo. She did what? Squirting. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess you can say this. I've never squirted before until my husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm very actually, about that. actually, communication is lubrication. Communication. And he's a good listener too. <laughs> he listened to me. Okay, everybody knows my husband's volume ten. I see it in the comments. Okay, well, yeah, he's a good, he's a good listener, mm-hmm. and in that he has become my absolute favorite uh, experience in my adult life. Mm-hmm. I should say, mm-hmm. but I also wanted to say. Um, <laughs> My girls and I, I mean, this whole, um, what's the brother, the comedian, Bernie Mac 5, I experienced that a lot in my 20s. Yes, I squirted. Yes, I'm very happy about that. Squirt, there's two different kinds of squirting I've come to learn. Anyway, well, anyway, (laughs) that Bernie Mac 5 is real. If you don't have a good diet, a lot of times men will... I don't know what language I could say, ejaculate too early. And my girls and I, we even had a code word for it. If we were around certain dudes, we'd call him a waste of a shower. 
That's what we call girl. He away from the shower. <laughs> so yeah. y'all minute man shaming? Uh, just amongst their girlfriends, you know that. Yeah, I would never emasculate a man or try to harm a or offend a man, man's feelings. But don't you piss ghetto gourmet? You know what? Don't listen to them. <laughs> You're on live radio right now. Don't listen to the chat. Just stay with us. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to share when you're married, and that's what the fun part of courting and getting married is. I may sound old fashioned, but when you're married, I, I well, I'll just speak for me. I feel more free, like I'm able to yeah. tap into places and things that I wouldn't have normally. Thank you. It, squirting is not pee. I would not have normally have done um, prior to my husband, and you know, I wasn't super out there, but I was just a, a, a regular black woman in her twenties in L.A. doing her thing. Mm. So uh, I do know the difference in the similarities. Also, brothers and sisters, there is a difference in smell. Like if you eat more fruit, I'm going on some Queen of Fua. I, I just, I just had, I just had this conversation in class today because oftentimes it's like, oh, if you eat pineapples, you're gonna taste like pineapples. That is not true. No. If no, you, that's not if true. you, if you, whatever you eat comes out in your body. Um, through your pores and things like that. You're not going to taste like pineapples, but you might taste no. a little bit sweeter. Okay. Yeah. So if you eat like asparagus and things like that, you're going to taste a little bit bitter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So asparagus it comes, yes, it good. comes, it comes out what in your eats? pores and stuff like that. What if she's so it's important. <laughs> so it's important yeah. to have a good diet and it's important to be hydrated and drink water. Interesting. Also, don't eat too much candy bars and sugar because yeah. that's what I was uh, just asking. That makes for yeah. yeast infections. For Men those who, who also world world fun. Yep. Men who also yeasty drink boys. a lot of beer can beer? can uh huh. <laughs> men who drink beer and then ejaculate in you can help uh, can cause um yeast infections. The yeast in the in beer. The beer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. Hey, Tomiko, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. You brought Las Vegas, Nevada in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, you know where we going. We going to the Watts Towers. Is it good to you? Good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come forward. Ladies and gentlemen, the Voice of Reason has just been on complete incendiary smoke tonight gosh dr Deshauna johnson my goodness we're gonna take our last caller of the night <laughs> the callers have been amazing the topic is amazing diet sex is what i'm gonna call it <laughs> outer course it's not intercourse mm -hmm. it's outer course mm -hmm. it's the build-up the lead-up sometimes it could be as important or more important yeah then the end result. Mm -hmm. I've learned a tremendous amount. Let's get Randy from Watts. Randy Watson. Hey, how are we doing, you guys? Dr. Dr. Johnson, it's nice to hear you back on the radio. Hi. And Zoe, you are always, how you doing? We've, we've, we've had some stimulating conversations, huh? Yes, we have. My goodness. <laughs> I missed you. And Zoe, you are right on the money. You know, we are lucky to have you because I look at my life as a young man, our our fathers, our parents did not discuss this with us. 
and I can see so many destroyed, unsuccessful relationships behind just not knowing. Yeah. Behind just not knowing. Yeah. My my belief so, my belief is that most people don't need sex therapy. Most people need comprehensive sex education. And that when when we are educated about how our bodies works and and sex, then our sex lives change. And one of the things that I'm seeing right 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 now, one of the things that I'm seeing, those of us that are in our fifties, sixties, and seventies, are just throwing their hands up and not taking care of themselves. And it's a lot of lot of a wanting sixty year olds. 50-year-old, good-looking ladies out here, and these guys, we smoking, we drinking, we doing this, high blood pressure. Yeah. And I got to admit, I I eat too much of Tam, so I smell like a pastrami chili cheese fries. So at the same time, you get an orgasm, you, or you get an orgasm and you're hungry at the same time, so we got to watch what we're doing. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to turn her off. That's right. No, really. We have got to, we got, we need to do a better thing for ourselves, and we need to talk to our young men and our young women and yes. try to find these relationships to where you are yoked. That's what I tell my grandson. Make sure you are yoked sexually with this girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, Grandpa? Uh-uh, no, old Grandpa. You make sure you are sexually yoked with this lady. Hey, Randy. And then Randy, he, we got to push forward, but brother... I love the fact that you imitated your grandson's voice. <laughs> oh, Grandpa. Hey, I appreciate you, Randy. Randy Watson from Watts, man. We appreciate the call. My goodness. And, and Randy, just so you know, I'm on Saturdays from 5 to 7. Come so I'm, I'm still here on the radio on Saturdays from 5 to 7. So tune in. They really need to know, like... <laughs> about your show like what it's for and the purpose and like if you listen you you learn a tremendous yeah. amount talk to us a little bit so, about it you know i used to just really talk a lot about sex and relationships but then i started bringing couples on and so as we bring couples on as i bring couples on and we talk about their relationships i can throw teaching in there because yeah, genius because you know it, it just comes up naturally it's genius and they don't even see those questions they be coming out of nowhere <laughs> i know they didn't see the questions before the show no they don't they do don't see, know what i'm gonna ask do you see and it just hit them mm-hmm. and they be like whoa yeah and it's really drawing them in drawing them into the conversation mm-hmm. that they never thought they would have right right it's really dope man Intimate. What, what is it? Let's get intimate. Let's get intimate. <laughs> now, she brought in a device. Uh-huh. Can you talk a little bit about this? So you want me to tell the whole story? It looks like an engine and a hammer. I know, and it's heavy. Have you touched it? No, I don't want to touch it. Oh, my gosh. You are not that scary. <laughs> no. Hold it. Like, that's heavy. You could kill somebody with yeah, that. You could, yeah, right? this is a blunt object. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you what this is. So in the Victorian ages, right, um, women's sex uh, sexual desires were repressed and and we saw a a, a rise of what we call in psychology hysteria mm. and hysteria was these ailments that women were having and they thought it was this wandering womb um like their womb was wandering and that was the problem that that was you know it, all the stuff you know freud and all of them 
And so what happened? And I'm and I'm gonna add like my own you little sound twist. Like you mad at Freud for that? Well, no, I'm not mad at him. Like but it was Freud just like all of them. The, <laughs> <laughs> um, for the sake of time, I'm not. I, I'm gonna tell the story real quick, but I'm gonna add my own little uh, flavor to it. But if you watch the movie Hysteria, um, it it really talks about this. So these women were struggling and they weren't because pleasure for women wasn't a thing, right? They weren't pleasing women. And so they, they go to the doctor. I don't know what's wrong with her. She irritable. She angry all the time, things like that. And for whatever reason, this doctor touched her there, touched her vulva. And she was like, Oh, and he was like, well, Oh, okay. <laughs> you can talk. Cause she had been mute. <laughs> didn't say and, nothing and, and so she was like yeah i'll talk do that again and he does it and he she's like do this some more and he does it and he keeps using his hands and you know and and finally she had a release she had an orgasm right she goes home and she's like baby how was your day i'm kicking dinner and he's like my wife is like off the chain like she's really great now like what happened so then what happens when women find great things they tell their girlfriends so uh, next thing you know it's a line around the corner with this man this doctor who was given vaginal uh massages right wow <laughs> But I don't know if corporal tunnel existed during that time. But if <laughs> if women are 15 to 45 minutes before they can have an orgasm, his hand would get tired. Hence, this is a medical device was one of the first vibrators. That's a vibrator? Yes. Listen, we started the conversation. <laughs> You've got to finish it. I want to thank my sister, Dr. Jashana Johnson. Let's get into it. Was in the building. Tonight's topic was fire. My brother, Danny Morrison, is going to keep the fire lit. Hey, that's it for me for the week. Deuces. And you love it.